You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems. This week, I am joined by my friend, Higher Alignment, aka Aaron. And we are going to be talking all about dreams and dream interpretation. Most of you who know me well know I was very nervous about doing this episode just because of my dreams. And I stated a couple times within the episode. So tune in for more and let's get into it. All right. Okay. So we are here with Mr. Higher Alignment himself again. Thank you for coming back on the show. And today we're going to do something a little different. We are going to be talking about dreams and I am going to read one of my dreams and Aaron is going to tell me the steps that I need to take to interpret these dreams. But before we do that, Aaron, yes, normally I do like random questions, but because I'm so interested, I just want you to kind of tell everybody a little bit more about like dreams and how you, how you get into this and all this good stuff, because I am very interested. I'm intrigued. I'm not doing random questions with Kendra today, so... Yeah, so um, I have been an active dreamer all of my life. Even, um, you know, we just had a conversation. Some people say that they don't dream. Mm -hmm. Everybody dreams. It's a natural function of the human brain. Um, When you go to sleep, there are phenomena that will appear within the space of the awareness, just like in the in the daytime. Um, But in the nighttime, the phenomena are collective phenomena. So they don't depend on laws of gravity and you know other natural laws and other people it's all produced by the mind Mm -hmm. um so everybody dreams it's a natural function of the brain and there are different types of dreams as well but the dreams that most people refer to as dreams are going to be those dreams that happen in your REM cycle so rapid eye movement dreams Mm -hmm. um and you can see this um if you're looking you know at someone sleeping you'll notice that their eyes are moving underneath their eyelids Mm -hmm. that's you that's someone being in REM in REM state but if you have a dog or a cat, you'll notice that they twitch or that they're moving their legs or they may bark or meow or something like that. <laughs> it's the thing for animals. You know, they're in that rapid eye movement state of um, sleep. But you can have dreams in other states of sleep as well. They just aren't, they don't have the same characteristics. Like you have hypnopompic dreams and hypnagogic dreams. Mm-hmm. So those is the Greek word for sleep. And um so hypnopompic dreams are dreams leading into sleep. And most of the time, these are those hallucinations that you hear, maybe someone calling your name or you hear a door shut or you hear something outside, but it's not really anything there, but you hear it as you're falling asleep. Um, so these types of dreams, maybe they're not fully narrative dreams. They're just kind of just like a sound here or there, or maybe you get a vision or you think you see something, you know, um, say you do have your eyes open or your eyes are like opening, closing, opening, closing, and you kind of look in the corner and it's like a laundry basket, but you think it's like, (laughs) you know, something like that because your brain is halfway in between the sleep and waking state. And the sleep state is a very thought responsive state. So whatever you think about automatically will be produced. So if you're in hypnopompia or hypnagogia, um, 
then um or the hypnagogic state is the states leading in leading into sleep hypnopompic state is the state leading out of sleep um and but you'll have those same types of phenomena that happen but you can have dreams and other stages of sleep but most of the time people are referring to rim dreams rim stage um dreams the fully narrative very vivid um very lifelike types of dreams um I got involved in dreaming because I've always been a lucid dreamer from when I was a child. And so actually a part of my spiritual practices um, to practice lucid dreaming, dream yoga, sleep yoga, um, which kind of take dreaming to another level. Um, um, For people who are familiar with my workshops and what I do, I actually had a three week workshop series on lucid dreaming and dreaming for elements. So I taught people the steps on how to um, incubate a lucid dream or how to work with your lucid dreams or even how to work with non-lucid dreams for people who aren't interested in lucid dreaming or, you know, they find difficulty in lucid dreaming or don't get it right off the bat, you know. So that's a little bit about me and dreaming and um, how I got involved in dreaming. But I love dreams. I love dreaming. It's a very big part of my life. Yeah. So same. I, um, I'm not involved in like the dream work, but I'm very excited. I have always been a lucid dreamer. Um, when Mm -hmm. I was a child, my mom used to buy me books so that I could interpret my dreams. And and she started buying me books after I went up to my grandmother lives in Virginia. So I went up to Richmond when I don't know how old I was. I want to say I might've been like 10 or 11 and I kept having the craziest dreams when I was sleeping in my grandmother's house. But my grandmother had this old raggedy book and it was a dream interpretation dictionary. And mm-hmm. that whole time I was up there, all I did was wake up every day, go find that book and open it and read it. So when we got back, I was like, um, I asked my mom, I was like, you know, I have these dreams or whatever. And I was like, um, big mama, that's what I call my grandma. Big mama mm-hmm. had this book that told me what my dreams meant (laughs) and she was like okay so like a couple weeks later she surprised me she got me this book about interpreting dreams and um it's just been something that I have always been very into and then I found this website that I used to use all the time uh I don't know if you heard you probably heard of it it's called dream moods yes I do Uh know I do know dream moods yes so I used to I was going there all the time like throughout high school college like in my adulthood now, because I can't find my book that my mom gave me, but um, I have a couple other dream books also that I haven't really gotten a chance to sit down and read. So when I was talking to, I talked to my friends about my dreams all the time. And Mm -hmm. recently I was telling one of my friends about these dreams that I kept having um, about a person (laughs) who I haven't Mm -hmm. talked to in years. Um, And I was telling her that I felt like this person was haunting me in my dreams and she was just just after listening to my dreams she was like you should make your dreams into short stories and I was like yeah I could do that so I have um started writing them like down but the dream that I'm gonna read is like um well we talked before this so you know but I'm just gonna say it for the listeners (laughs) um it's a little risque (laughs) and um (laughs) I'm a little nervous about it because just because it's a little risque and it's just different but um so it's kind of tweaked so it sounds like a story but just understand that this is my dream this is how it played out and the way I have it laid out 
the risque part is first and then it goes into the background of how we got to the part where we are um okay. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because I do plan on turning this into like um short stories but mm -hmm. I will read the bulk of the dream <laughs> and without the like the part that I'm not going to read is more of like embellishment when I started creating mm -hmm. my okay. conscious mind. So I'm going to read you the part that was in the dream. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, huh? I was going to say, before you read your dream though, I wanted to respond to a few things that you said in case some other people have some of these certain experiences just to give a little bit more information if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So it's important for everyone to realize that the dream state is, um, is when your unconscious mind comes about, um, well, not comes about, but you're really viewing phenomena from the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind does not speak in words how we speak in words. It speaks in symbols and metaphors. So sometimes we may have a dream and we're saying, oh, I have a dream about you know, a certain person, or I had a dream about my grandmother, or I had a dream about a lover. Well, we must remember once again, these are metaphors. It's not a dream about your lover or your grandmother. It's maybe something has been going on in the waking state and your mind has been trying to call your attention to it and you ignore it, you ignore it, you ignore it, you deny it, you hide from it, you lie about it, you tell stories about it, you just don't want to hear about it, you just don't want to engage in it. Well, when you go to sleep and your inhibitions are lowered, the unconscious mind is going to use a metaphor. So say um, you had a friend and you and your friend always went out and did, I don't know, I'm just making it up as I go along. But um, say you always went out to go eat a certain food, okay. you know, and you are saying, okay, from now on, I'm not going to eat a certain food. Maybe it's sweets and you're on a diet. So you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat sweets because I'm on a diet. So I'm just going to ignore this part of my desires. Okay. Well, when you go to sleep, you can have a dream about that friend and not necessarily about the sweets because your mind knows that you've been ignoring the sweets. So it's going to say, oh, well, I'm going to use a metaphor for sweets or say, um, like I'll give an example for me, my sister, my sister, she's someone who I feel like is very outspoken. She's very commanding. Um, she's going to tell you what she thinks or how she feels. And she doesn't give a damn if you like it, if you don't like it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily like that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm ignoring that part of myself in the waking state where there's something that needs to be said or something that needs to be done and I keep ignoring it, perhaps I'll have a dream about my sister and my sister will be engaging in that activity. So from from a waking state point of view, I could interpret that as saying, oh, I keep having dreams about my sister. I wonder if something's going on with my sister or I call my sister up and I say, hey, I keep having these dreams about you. But the dream state is never about anyone else. It's always about you. Because remember um, what I said in the beginning, what the phenomena that appear in the dreams appear without external references or this external um these external rules, you know, like rules that we have, like, um, you know, I'm in a red car and you're in a red car. So clearly we're both seeing a red car, you know, in the dream state, the car could be red because I'm making it up in my mind. And then I look away and I look back and next thing it's a blue tricycle, you know, so images and things in the dream shift, but they're never about anyone else. They're always about you. So, um, 
when you're having a dream about this person, it's less about the person and more about what you associate with that person or what you feel about that person or something that you, um, once again, like a metaphor standing in for that person. But I will get into that when I show you my steps on dream interpretation. And the other thing that you said was the dream dictionaries. Um, and I think the good segue, I am not a fan of the dream dictionaries. And the reason why is because once again, the dream speaks, speaks in metaphors and symbols and they're metaphors and symbols from your brain, not from someone else's brain. They're metaphors and symbols from your experience. So a lot of people, um, like we alluded to, like we talked about, have dreams about fish and we say, oh, if you dream about a fish, it means someone's pregnant. Well, what if I'm allergic to fish? Or what if I had a bad experience fishing? Yeah. Well, when I dream about fish, it's not going to mean that someone's pregnant. But if I look up in a dream dictionary and it's telling me that if I'm dreaming about a fish, it means that someone's pregnant, I'm going to get the wrong interpretation. Mm -hmm. So it's important to note, so there are symbols, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with archetypes, you know, um, symbols that are... <clears throat> common across all human culture, across all societies, across all, um, you know, uh, times. So those types of symbols can come up in the dream and perhaps they do have like a more collective meaning where we can all weigh in. But I think for someone who's trying to interpret their dreams, the process that I will lead you through will help better than the dream dictionaries because the images and the content that's going to come up the interpretations that will come up are going to be directly from the person's mind instead of someone else, because it's going to be, if it comes from someone else, they're projecting, they're projecting their experiences onto someone else's dream. And then you don't get a true interpretation. Mm -hmm. of so those are my just two points, because I know a lot of people are like, you know, I have dreams about this person. I wonder if it's about this person. Well, it's more about you than that person. And a lot of people use the dream dictionaries, which if that's your thing, go ahead and use the dream dictionaries, you know, especially if you find significance and meaning and you are finding that there is a correlation. However, I would advise doing dream interpretation and, you know, I'll guide you through my process. So for anyone who listens, they can try it out and, you know, compare and contrast and see how it works out for them. Okay. Yes. I love different perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like dream dictionary, sometimes I relate to them and sometimes I don't. Like I was having a dream a, while, a couple of years ago that I think I was dreaming about like spiders or something or bears. I remember I had a dream about a bear and then in the dream dictionary, it says something that I completely did not relate to. And I was like, I just don't understand how that could be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. I hope we're all ready. I hope all hearts and minds are clear. Because it's just so risque, Aaron. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> well, you can tell it however you want to tell it, you know. Um, so I would say that tell it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. And honestly, it is courageous to tell one's dreams like in in the tradition that I follow, one's dreams are sacred. So you don't share your dreams with everyone. Um, and we don't typically, honestly, so, well, we do read from our dream dictionary, I mean, from our dream journals and things like that. But we're just very careful about it because of the 
once again, because of the content and the content comes from your unconscious mind. Right. Oh, so you just have to be careful about what it is because things aren't always as they appear. Right. And that also leads back to the risque part of it. Mm -hmm. it, It probably doesn't mean what you think that it means on the surface. So you're thinking about it purpose level but once we get into the interpretation you'll see and once again I don't know the dream you know I I was listening I don't know the dream I really don't (laughs) so you might not think it's risque at all you might be like oh Kendra this is nothing and and it's not even that I think that like the the feelings that I like because like you know how you can feel things in your dreams sometimes it's not even like I think that the feelings that I felt in the dream are real it's just that like uh one I sit here and I'm reading over it and I'm just like I'm reading it in my narrator voice. Yeah. So like I'm voice acting in my head as I'm reading this. And I was like, oh my God, this is so. <laughs> but like I, uh, the other thing is just, it's just crazy. Um, I just, I don't ever talk about this type of stuff. So like, it's very, I'm going to read it to you. We're going to do this <laughs> because I do want to be able to talk about this. <laughs> but uh, it's just like things that I don't, it's not something that I openly just talk about with people. Yeah. So and that's why it's showing up in your dreams. And right. So we're gonna get into it. So Let's remember, it. I changed the names. Yeah. This is perfect. my dream. It's written in story mode uh, for everybody who's wondering. And I'm going to read this this part first because I just need to rip this band-aid off and get over it. Get over it. Maybe. I might Maybe. say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. I think I read it to you in the order of the dream and then get to that part. And I, for dream interpretation, I think it's important to read the dream as it happened. Is okay. you want to stay, and this is one of the checks and balances for dream interpretation as I do it. You want to stay as close to the images of the dream as possible. And of course, we know that you change some names and change some details, and that's perfectly okay for this purpose. But when you're interpreting the dream on your own, you want to interpret the dream and not the um, and not the alteration of the dream. Okay. Well, I'll read it how it happened in the dream. Okay. Perfect. Okay. This part's easier. <laughs> so I changed the names. The main character in this part, her name is Rain, because it was raining outside the day that I woke up from this dream. All right. Rain made her way to her seat as she was ready to sit down. After standing in line for nearly an hour, her feet hurt and the allure of heels had worn off. Rain awkwardly shuffled past the strangers in their row to get to her seat. I'm ready for the show to start. I know some of the artists in this band, Chas stated, oblivious of her friend's annoyance. Rain looked up at Chas and asked, who? Chas looked at Rain and blushed a little, and that's when Rain saw him. He was smiling and shaking hands with a few other fans. Rain hadn't seen John in years, partially because of the nature of their breakup, but also because she chose to take her relationship with Harper seriously, and in choosing that, she chose Harper over John. Rain looked up and looked down quickly, trying to avoid eye contact if possible. But unfortunately, he saw her, see him, and just like that, he walked over to say hello. When he got there, he spoke to Chastity first, and then he spoke to Rain. He reached out, she reached out, 
as if she was going to shake his hand, but instead he pulled her up into an embrace. Rain was totally caught off guard, but she didn't mind it. Chastity suggested they meet up after the concert. Rain wasn't sure if this was a good idea, but she went along with it. After the concert, Rain and Chas and John and his bandmate Julian went to a bar. Chas ended up leaving with Julian, which left Rain alone with John. John and Rain, so after this, this is me talking freely. After this, in the dream, Rain, the person Rain, she ended up having to catch a ride home with John because her friend Chastity actually took the car in the dream <laughs> and left with Julian. So we're going, and then like in my dream, it just kind of jumped to being at the door of this Airbnb, which I never <laughs> stay in. So this is weird. Uh, <laughs> so they were at the door, but this goes into John and Rain pulled up into the driveway of the Airbnb. When they got there, John walked her up to the door to tell her good night. When they got to the door and Rain was getting ready to say good night, she accidentally looked into John's eyes, and that was the first mistake. When she looked into his eyes, she realized that he was looking into her eyes, and that was a mistake. And then it fast forwarded in my dream to this next scene that I'm about to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. John stopped. Rain moaned as John tenderly placed her nipple between his lips and his teeth and nibbled ever so gently. Rain felt the sensation she hadn't felt in years when he did this. Rain moaned. John slid his hand down Rain's stomach, slowly caressing her curves until he got to her sweet spot. He traced her pussy lips with his fingers ever so gently treating them as if they were the most delicate curtains getting ready to be opened. He did this until Rain practically begged him to open her up. He teased her, but eventually he couldn't tease any longer. He needed her. He needed to be inside of her. Rain, I've missed you. I've thought about you every day since. Rain placed a finger up to John's lips and murmured, shh, put it in. He slowly parted her lips and slid his fingers into the soft, warm space between her thighs. Rain moaned as her body began to quiver and shake. Rain felt herself tighten around his fingers as she got wetter and wetter. Rain looked up only to see John staring her in her eyes. John kissed her and that was a mistake. And then I woke up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was risque. It was, it was, it was actually more beautiful than risque. It was not very, you know, whips and chains and oh yeah, <laughs> things like. That. But I do understand what you mean, especially when it is one's own dream, you know, and you're talking about it, and you know, once again, the content comes from your mind. So you're like, oh, how are people going to perceive this? Right. You know? and it's important to know it doesn't matter how anybody perceives it because it's your dream, and once again is personal to you and we're honoring that so you know we got to get that get that out there in the open in in the first place (laughs) right perfect so dream interpretation um i split it into a few different sections do you have a pen and a piece of paper you might want to have one okay 
might want to have one. <laughs> got one. I got the pen. Wait, let me get the paper. Oh, I got some paper. Oh, lime paper. Oh, lime paper. Perfect. Lime paper. Okay. Y'all are adulting. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. So, um, a few rules. Okay. The first one that we said, so for anyone listening, you might want to have a pen and a piece of paper as well. I feel like I'm in my workshops. <laughs> I mean, we're here. We're here. <laughs> So a few rules. We want to stay as close to the dream as possible. So that's one thing that I did notice about your dream, of course, because you did alter it and you put it in a story mode. Mm -hmm. So when going back and when I'm asking you these questions, you can, of course, think about the story, but I would like you to think about the dream more than the story, because in the story, you had some um, judgments. That was a mistake or this was a, you know, right. so these and perhaps they were in the dream, you know, uh, a moment of feeling, uh, a sensation in the dream. But typically these types of things, especially when we say them in the past tense, this means that we are looking back over something that happened and making a judgment about it. Mm -hmm. So when we're doing that, we're straying from the dream. Okay. Perfect. I did so add the mistake in, like the part about the feeling of it being a mistake was added in. Mm -hmm afterwards yeah during the dream it did not feel like a mistake but when I woke up it felt like a mistake because I was like oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go with when you're interpreting it of course you're gonna bring in that you felt like it was a mistake but when you're thinking about the interpretation you don't want to bring that in initially mm -hmm. because in the dream um so the second thing is we do not want to free associate so we're gonna go through um, a period where I'm asking you questions and you're gonna be making associations and you don't wanna free associate or chain associate. Once again, you wanna stay as close to the dream images as possible. So this means if I am in a car and I say, oh, what do cars mean? You say cars mean traveling and traveling means a vacation and a vacation means the beach and a beach, the sand, that's free association. And we don't want to do that because every step we take, we're getting further and further away from the dream. So anytime you're making associations, kind of like how the dream dictionary does for you, mm -hmm. you want to stay as close to that dream, as close to the dream images as possible. Okay. This, the next, oh, how many of them do I have? Well, I'll do four. I'll do four. I think I have more than four, but we'll do four just to keep it short and sweet. Okay. So the next one is going to be, um, what's our next one going to be? When you're making an inter interpretation about the dream, when we get to this step about interpretation, remember the dream is only going to tell you things that you're not currently aware of. So if you are coming up with an interpretation and it is something that you already knew, then you might want to think again, because the dream is not going to waste time or mental energy or, um, you know, spiritual energy telling you something that you already knew. Most of the dreams are telling you things that you did not know, or if it is telling you something that you did know, it's because you've been ignoring it. So there is an aspect of it that you still do not know. Okay. And then our last rule is going to be, um, I'm just sorting through them in my mind. Um, stay close to the dream. Don't uh, chain associate or free associate. Um, let's see, dreams tell you things that you didn't know. Okay, and no ego inflation, let's do that one. Okay. So you have a dream 
and you feel like your dream is telling you that you are the smartest person in the world or that you're better than mm-hmm. this person, that person, you know, um, or anything that is going to inflate the ego, mm-hmm. the dream less about the ego remember the dream is telling us things from the personal unconscious and sometimes the collective unconscious it has it could care less about the personal conscious so once again that's something that we're bringing in after you know if you feel like oh this dream is telling me that I'm the best performer or the best singer or the best writer you know it's not telling you that um so those are going to be our four rules so the first thing that I would like you to do is divide your through your dream into three sections beginning middle and end what would you say that the beginning middle and end of your dream is so the beginning would definitely be the concert the concert um in the dream I felt my feet hurting really bad from wearing heels Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I felt uh, that awkward feeling in the dream like shuffling to my seat to get past people who were in their seats already. Mm-hmm. The dream, of course, the phenomena that appear within the dream state are the exact same phenomena that appear in the waking state. So the sensations are going to be exactly the same. And a lot of people experience this, you know, particularly you experience it when you're having dream sex. It feels just as real, sometimes even better than sex in the waking state right. because from your mind, you know? So you're getting it exactly the way that you want it to be. (laughs) There's not another person who you have to deal with. (laughs) So if your feet are hurting in the dream, then yes, they're going to be dream feet that are feeling dream pain and it is. (laughs) And then, so the middle would be the meetup afterwards. Okay. And you're writing these down. Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So the beginning is the concert. The middle is the meetup. And then the end, what would you say that the end is? The end was the sex. The end was the sex. Okay. Perfect. And, and okay. then in the end, a part that I vividly remember is the room was like lit with a red light, which is something that it's not something that I deal with in real life. Like it's not something I do. Um, but in, I just remember in the dream, it was just lit with a red light. And I thought that was so weird when I hopped up out of my seat. Yeah. All of these details, all of those types of details are going to be pertinent and i and we will get into it. Why? So you definitely want to, any of those types of images or details that come up, you definitely want to remember those and notate those because those are going to be the things that we're actually going to be, you know, um, focusing on. Okay. So this can move us into the next step. The next step is going to be associations. So in this step, what you're going to be doing is you are going to be, and we can take it from you. We probably won't have time to get through the entire dream because this process could take days. Oh. To inter- um, like for part two. <laughs> like for part two. Maybe we'll come back. We should do um, because then I can take you through the whole process. But, um, <laughs> But so let's pick of maybe you want to pick the end, but I'm not sure, um, you know, the end seems like the very exciting part. And it's probably the part that everybody's wondering about. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you want to pick the end, but do you want to pick the beginning, the middle or the end? Uh, to do the associations? Jesus. Well, t- well I'm going to run you through all of the steps, but you're going to oh. be doing steps for every single part of the dream. So not just the beginning, middle, or end, but, uh, you know, for us to kind of focus on during our time. Okay. 
uh, I guess we'll give the people what they want. They probably want the sex scene. They want to know what that's about. I think that's what they want. (laughs) Like, because let me tell you, the middle part with the little quick meetup, it was very Mm -hmm. quick, Aaron, in my dream. Like, we met up. Homegirl was like, all right, I'm going to go with the homie and I'll see you later. And I was like, damn, what about me? And then he was like, oh, I'll take her home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause she already knew. She's like, you, you about to be busy. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we could do this. We could do the sexy. But the concert part was long too in the be- in my dream because it was just like there were so mm-hmm. many people in there, and I was just trying to get by to get to my seat. And my feet were hurt, and I wanted to take those shoes off. And then here come my friend talking about, oh yeah, I know a few people in the band, girl. I'm so excited to be here, and I was just like. Well, let's take, let's take it from whatever. We can just go with the flow. Look, well, we you can know? do we can do the sex scene because that's all these people want, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're gonna do for associations is you're gonna take it and you're going to um, think about all of the phenomena. You keep hearing me say this word, so phenomena. I like this word because I think it hits the nail on the head. So, anything you can see, hear, touch, taste, smell, people. Um, feelings, emotions, Um, where was I? Like you said, I was in a room and it was lit by a red light. So you could start there. So I would write down a room lit by a red light. Um, I would write down John. That's that's the character's name, John. That's the character's name. I can write down the person's real name. Yeah, so we're gonna say John and you're gonna write down the person's real name. (laughs) (laughs) So John, and you're going to write just specific so when I actually do this and I'm doing this directly from my dream journal I'm going step by step sentence by sentence so if the first sentence was I was in a I'm in a room and I write my dreams in the present tense so anybody who's listening you might want to write your dreams in the present tense because it keeps the action in the immediate moment Um, and it stays once again very close to the dream which is our first rule staying close to the dream as possible Mm -hmm. Um, So I would take it sentence by sentence or step by step. If the first thing that I noticed was the room, that would be the first um, thing that I write down. I would skip four or five lines. Then if I noticed John next, I would write down John. I would skip four or five lines. And then I would go through that and I would write each of the images that come up. You know, so room, John, you know, the details of the sex, um, felt looking into the person's eyes. Did I notice the color of their eyes? You know, and any of these other, uh, you know, very pertinent details, but even though they might be small, whatever my mind tended to focus on, these are gonna be the things I will write down and skip four or five lines in between each thing. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, I'll continue to talk. <laughs> so basically what you're gonna be doing is you're going to associate so you're going to come up with those meanings that we get from the dream dictionary. So you're not going to censor yourself. You're not going to limit yourself and we're not going to be free associating. So we always come back to the original image of the dream. Um, so if we think about the room, so I would say, okay, what does this red light in a room mean to me? And the things that I'm going to think about are anything that comes to my mind, including um, colloquial phrases. So what comes to my mind, and this is me projecting. So if this does not come to your mind, you don't have to write it down. But I hear the song Red Light Special by TLC. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. So that's what comes to my mind. 
So, or red light, a red light at a stoplight, a red, like red, what does red mean? What does red light mean? And we're not to the step where we're associating it with the dream yet. This is, that's going to be the next step. So initially you're just dealing with the symbols, a red light or a red light in a room. What does a red light remind me of? What does a red light in a room remind me of? Not dealing with the dream just yet. So um, once again, we're just bringing in images. We're bringing in associations. So rooms often are metaphors for states of mind. You know, places are often metaphors for states of mind in the dream state. So this could also be a place where you're at mentally, you know, um, or even, okay, one thing that comes up is seeing red. You know, we have this phrase, I'm seeing red, you know. Um, so you want to just write down any associations that come to you regarding red, red lights, rooms with red lights, you know, and you're going to do the same thing for the person, John. So remember in the beginning, I said that the dream speaks to us in metaphors. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. This is why sometimes people are like, oh, I had a dream about my grandmother. Well, it might not be really about your grandmother. It could be about something completely different. If you were in your grandmother's house, maybe you're in the mental space of the divine feminine. Maybe you're in the mental space of the matriarch. Maybe you're in the mental space of family and home and love, you know, because we could we associate those things with the grandmother she's she's the matriarch she holds the family together she's the one who cooks maybe you're maybe maybe you're hungry <laughs> you know right. it, it it could be anything so when we're talking about john you know we want to think about okay what does john remind me of you know it could be the situations that i went through with john john if john is an ex-lover it could be ex-lover it could be love it could be sensuality it could be sex it could be you know so we want to just write down and once again we always want to come back to the original image so what I was just doing was a little example of free association love sensuality sex you see how I'm not going back to John right right we want to go John we don't want to go back to that image that we just thought about you know so what does John mean to me what is what does john represent to me what does what does john even if john is a male you know john is a male so what do males represent to me what is how old is john in the dream did anything significant happen with me and john at this when we were at the ages that we were you know what do i associate with those ages in that time frame mm-hmm. um so first we're just it's like a brain dump you know, this step. And this is the step that really takes the most time. So you can see if you go all the way back to the beginning of your dream, concert, shoes, pain, lots of people, um, heels, dressed up, you know, you're going to write down all of these things. And it's going to take you, it could take you a few days to go through and find, okay, what, what does a concert remind me of? What does a concert represent to me? What does foot pain remind me of? What does foot pain represent to me? Um, lots of people, an audience, what does this remind me of? What does this represent to me? You know, so we're doing this for all of the images, even the, even the feelings and the emotions, you know? And so you're gonna do this. That's our first step, association, making so associations. Um, so let's see, should I talk more about associations or do you want me to go on to the next step? 
Uh, okay. Oh, wait. So I also, I had a lot of association. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I wrote down mm-hmm. like five. So, okay. Yeah. We can go to the next step. Cause I, yeah, we can go to the next step. I'm good. Okay. So, and then I would say for you, because of course you're talking about the sex part of the dream, you know, and the different details that you gave, you want to go back to the original dream and the details about the sex and the arousal and, you know, where John is touching rain and things like that. You want to do anything for each of those images as well, because those images could hold pertinent information, different parts of rain's body or what is associated with those things are going to hold the information and Essentially, we you well, you want to know why did John touch Rain here and do these things to Rain? What does that mean? You know, so you want to do the same association steps for each of the body parts and the sensations and looking into John's eyes. What does looking into eyes mean to me? What does that represent to me? You know, mm-hmm. that's good. So the, the next step is going to be um, correlations. Um, so correlations this is when we're now taking all of the associations and we are linking them to our life so in the dream state a lot of times what filters over into the dream is what we call dream residue so this is going to be if i was watching a scary movie right before i went to sleep now all of a sudden i'm having a nightmare because that residue that energy from the dream goes from the waking state goes into the dream. And this is a bi-directional process. So the energy from the dream state also influences the waking state. Just like when you woke up and you associated this dream, you said, oh no, that was a mistake. Right. And these feelings, because the energy of the dream is now affecting the waking state. Mm-hmm. So it's a bi-directional process. But what you want to do is you just want to think about what's going on in my current life. Like for real, for real, what's going on in my day-to-day life? And go through the associations. You may want to put a star beside um, the ones that seem to correlate with your waking life, you know, um, or you may want to circle it. So what does these associations, this is a strong association that um, correlates with my waking state. The dream and the waking state are have the same meaning, the same image, the same metaphor. There's something here. You know, um, so now we're paying attention more to the associations and less to the metaphor. So what the dream was presenting to us. So we're finding correlations between those associations and our waking state and what we have been going through. And especially if it's something that you have been ignoring or that you have been denying or that you have been hiding from or that you have been pushing away or anything like any of these coping mechanisms that we typically use when we're trying not to deal with something right at the moment, if it strikes a core, like, ooh, like even, okay, even the mistake, you might wanna ask yourself, why did I say that was a mistake? You know, what, what's going on that would have led me to say that, that, that this part of the dream was a mistake. And when you bring that together with your associations and your correlations, you're gonna find some information there. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, said, you why I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> you said what? I said I can tell you why I thought it was a mistake. Why? Why did you think it was a mistake? Well, because like in the dream, 
like I don't know if everybody does this if this is a common thing just tell me in the dream Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind I always knew that I am married so Mm -hmm. like to see me in a sexual act with another man that was not my husband when I woke up and I'm laying right next to my husband I was like oh my god no like I felt really bad about it yeah so of course this of course this is um you know that's perfectly normal and common so it's because that that information is stored in your unconscious mind as well as your conscious mind your unconscious knows that you're married so it's gonna have associations of you know, no, this is a mistake. I'm not supposed to be doing this, or this is very taboo, you yeah. know? So this is going to definitely come up in the, in the dream and in the waking state. And this is actually a moment when we were talking about lucid dreamings, lucid dreams, this is a moment that could have made you become lucid. Um, mm-hmm. If you were to have keyed into that, oh, I'm married and I'm going through this experience with another male. Mm-hmm. And then that have let you know, oh, this is a dream. And you could have woken up inside of your dream while you were still dreaming and had a lucid dream. Um, Just to throw that little tidbit in there. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think that might've happened to me because (laughs) Mm -hmm. there was, it was, it just was too real to be, it it was just ridiculous. Like I, Mm -hmm. I woke, I remember this dream and this dream happened to me almost a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be, uh, so that lets you know that it's an important dream, and there's some information there that your mind definitely, definitely, definitely wants you to know. So I would definitely go through the process, this entire process, and interpret the dream, okay. because there's something there for you. There's some, you know, treasure, some nugget or kernel of information. Yeah, like, so going through these and doing the associations, and then going back and starting the correlations like I can see that some of these things the associations really actually just helped me out a whole lot because mm-hmm. like I associate I can tell you let me turn my yeah. page back so like the when we were talking about red like what I associate red with so I associate red lights or with um so <laughs> in college a friend of mine had a red room and we used to go in her red room and um, this was in college for everybody who's listening. This was in college, okay? I was in college and we used to smoke in her red room, but it was really just a closet that she had underneath the stairs of her apartment. And they just mm-hmm. put a red light bulb in and that's where we used to go in there and we used to sit in there and smoke. I don't know why. So as soon as I started thinking about the color red, that's the first thing that I think about. Um, and then of course I think about like red lights, stop signs, <laughs> um, red light special, like we talked about that always comes to my mind when I think of red all of a sudden in my head I'm like Like, (laughs) immediately and then intimacy and then I kind of think of sexy when I think of red but I only think that is because they push on us so like so much in society that red is a sexy color like growing up little girls shouldn't wear red like that was something that you know people would say as to me as a child or you know red or red is a color that's going to make people be attracted to you like that yeah it's I think it's true Mm -hmm. um and so those are one of the archetypes of red so it's more of a collective conscious thing than a personal conscious thing um so but even when you're making those associations you want to pull all of those in there because once again it could be a message that is speaking to you from the collective Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, so it's important that 
once again, we don't make necessary, we're not in the place where we're trying to make those judgments just yet, more in the association space, um, because it's going to lead you to manipulation and you don't want to manipulate, you know, you don't want to do any of that just yet. Um, and so you want to just bring in anything. So if red makes you think of passion or attraction for whatever reason, write passion and attraction down, you know, so don't, because some people are going to say, oh, well, it's not really me who thinks about that. It's just something that something that someone told to me. Well, it's in your unconscious now. And the, the, and so it's fair game, you know, it's fair game. It's a symbol that's in there. It's, it is, and we want to list all of those symbols and all of those associations because once again, the dream speaks to us in symbols and associations and metaphors. Yeah. So if it's something that you're ignoring, then if you ignore it for a real long time, you know, say it was something about attraction, or something like that, and you've been ignoring it, well, when you go in the dream, it's probably gonna put you in a big red room trying to get your attention. So you can't go anywhere, you're in this, now you're in it. You know what I mean? So that's how it kind of, the dream will, what it will do to you. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did yeah. Did I have what now? Did you have other associations? Um, so I did have, I put down feelings because there were a lot of feelings in that dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and I stopped, I started, but I didn't finish. So like, it's, it was just a lot of feelings. I'm not finished with that part. Um, the yeah. other person, I put down the person's name. Um, and so I associated to the time that I was involved with that person. And I thought about like how free spirited, uh, that person is and how free spirited I am and, um, <laughs> movers and shakers it's a phrase that that person, every time I think about that person, that's what I think about because that person always wanted to be with the movers and the shakers. That person mm -hmm. felt like they had outgrown the space where they were and they had. Um, and that is something I always think about when I think about that person. Uh, kind of confused because just the basis of that relationship was just kind of confusing. And mm -hmm. um, oh, I wrote free spirited twice. So free spirited again. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then just like, it was just a time, like I put free time um, mm -hmm. because it was a time in my life where I had a lot of free time and I don't have a lot of free time anymore. So mm -hmm. that was another th thing. And then I put comfortable bed because in the dream, the bed that I was in in the dream was very comfortable. Uh, so like I, I put white sheets because the sheets were white, uh, plush mm -hmm. pillows, uh, warm bodies. And so those are important details that I would explore further. I would explore what does a bed mean to you? White, the color white, what does the color white mean to you? White sheets, what, is the, what does that mean to you? Plush pillows, what does that mean? So I will go through the same associations part, um, you know, using all of those images because those aren't in there by accident. You weren't in a comfortable bed. You could have been, you know, on the floor, on the ground, hammock, in a tree, you know? <laughs> anywhere the sheets could have been any color but they weren't and once again the subconscious the unconscious speaks to us in symbols and metaphors and it doesn't leave anything out so it gave you white sheets and a comfortable bed for a reason yeah it was mm -hmm. very plush too like I was like wow yeah you know <laughs> so going back to our next step correlations right. so you find correlations from the associations that make most sense when you consider your waking from your um, waking state of consciousness, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So once you do that, then you're going to move on to interpretation. And this is where you're putting the um, everything together. So interpretation, you're going to sum up, you know, may, maybe it'll take like a paragraph or so, you know, what is this, what message does this dream have for me? What is it trying to tell me? What is it trying to show me? And so you write your interpretation and then you're going to go back to those first checks and balances, those four checks and balances that I gave. You're going to check your interpretation against those. Did I stay as close and to the dream and the dream symbols as possible? Did I honor my dream? Mm -hmm. Did a uh, one, one of them that I forgot about that I could say now is um, it, we always assume that the dream is the truth and telling us the truth. So that's why I said as well, when we're saying things like, okay, this was a mistake. In the dream, it was not a mistake. Right. So negate the dream or dishonor the dream by adding that in there or saying, no dream, you're you're lying to me. No, the dream's not lying. You know, so we think about that. You know, did I honor the dream? Does is the dream um if, did I stay close to the symbols as possible? Um is, did I make sure that I avoid ego inflation? Is the dream telling me something that I did not know? Mm -hmm. So we think about those things and we weigh them against our interpretation. If, if any of those come back wrong, then you might want to go back and reinterpret the dream. Just go back to your associations and your correlations and come up with a different interpretation. Especially once again, you want to look for when you have sensations or feelings or emotions that you would typically be hiding from or things that you would not want to say to yourself or things that you would not want to admit to yourself because that's going to key you in to something that you did not see or something that the dream is telling you that you did not know that's how you're going to get to that part um so does all of that make sense yes it does okay perfect perfect I'm very excited didn't you have a workbook that you had to send? I'm sorry, Eric. Yes, I did. And I will send it to you. Send me your email address. Send me your email address um, and a DM after this. And I will send you, I think I have a workbook bundle for this, uh, for this workshop. And it definitely has the steps of how to interpret a dream inside of it. Right. And so, oh, go so ahead, I will. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So the other thing that I maybe need to mention is, um, I also sleep with amethyst underneath my pillow. <laughs> mm, okay. The message is like, so you have a message here in this dream that is, that is coming through. And the amethyst is like, you know what? It's time for you to receive this message. But yes, I highly encourage. I have so many, um, I have so many crystals in my bed. It makes no sense. If I'm making up my bed or if I get back in my bed without making it up, then, you know, I'm pulling over there. I honestly, I need to clean out my bed. It's like a storage space. I have books <laughs> under the covers, under the pillows, I have journals, I have pens. I'm like doing all kinds of stuff in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I sleep with amethyst under my bed and I started, uh, when my when my kids were little and they used to still sleep in a crib, I would put amethyst underneath their like a uh, sheet in their crib. Mm, that's wonderful, actually. My boys slept good like three months. They were sleeping through the night. Yes, yes, that crystal energy is powerful. It yeah. really. They slept good, and they now they don't. I don't. My oldest. Oh no, they still have it under their pillows. They just under their sheet. They just don't know. Mm, yeah, it's okay. still in their beds. I was going to say, because they still sleep pretty good, but I don't know if it's there yet. It's still there. 
is still there. Yeah, that energy gotta have. But one of my babies broke my amethyst. One of my one of my amethyst yesterday, so I was just like, "West and up." <laughs> well, the good thing is you can get a lot of these crystals, you know, very very easily. So you can easily come. Right. And I have like, I have a big one that I got from Arizona. I don't know if I told you this in the last episode, because I think we did talk about Arizona, but I have a big one, a raw one that I got from Arizona that I love that I keep. And now it's in, it's been in my car. Um, I took it with me when we went on a road trip, totally off topic from the dreams. I took it with me when we went on a road trip and I just keep forgetting to move it out of my car. So it's just been in my car. It usually stays in my room, but whatever. So we're back to interpretation. Interpretation. <laughs> So I have other ways to interpret dreams, but I feel like this is an easy one that you can easily dive into versus the other ones take a little bit because the other ones deal more with the body, the body and connection and kind of like meditation type things. So if you're not used to entering into that space, you kind of have to learn those skills first and then you can, you know, pop on in there and me. Mm-hmm. And- but um, I think this, I think this method is going to work out really, really well for you. I just, and I'm interested in no, but you know, and that's why I said dreams are sacred, you right. know, so it's not for me to know. And it's honestly not for anybody else to know. It's not for the audience or the viewers or even your friends to know. It's for you to know because it's your dream and, and, and it came up for you. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I say that is because when we are writing our dreams in our dream journal if we have this expectation that someone is going to read this or someone could possibly find this information then right jump we're manipulating the information Mm, very true write it down and so that's why i say people someone asked me a while ago and i I think it was during that dream workshop because of course i take q a's people said we let people dream read from our dream journal should we read things from our dream journal and i said absolutely not you know because the thing is, from a conscious perspective, you may say, oh, it's okay. But the self is not just the conscious. The self is the unconscious as well. So if your unconscious does not trust you because it thinks that you're going to go run your mouth and tell everybody it's business and your business, then it's naturally going to block out certain pieces of information from you in certain details. So you might have remembered, you might have had those experiences in the dream, but when you wake up, your conscious and your unconscious are going to work together to filter those details out because they're like, oh, she's just going to go on there and tell everybody else what we're saying. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're not going to have that privilege. So if you honor your dreams and keep them sacred, and you know, I'm not saying never tell your dreams, but just don't make it a habit of sharing everything about your dream life with, you know, with people because you're, you, you don't know if you're unconscious will be with that or not you know mm-hmm. that's very true I went through a phase in my life where I felt like people were always asking me about my dreams because I had shared a dream um, yeah had, and people were always like well what did you dream about last night and I was just like uh and I- so I, that's okay some of those so it's you know it depends on the dream and I think honestly if you're in a dream community that is wonderful because um, our society downplays dreams like, oh, it's just a dream. It's not real. But actually, the brain doesn't know the difference between the dream state and the waking state. So for the, from the brain's perspective, any experience that you had in the waking state or the dream state were both real. You had both experiences, oh. even different states of consciousness. It, does, it doesn't matter. They're, they're, it's, it's real. It happened, you know. 
Um, and this brings us to kind of like lucid dreaming. Um, there was a study done where athletes would go into the lucid dream state and practice. And um, musicians would go into the lucid dream state and practice. And they would practice skills that they were not practicing in the waking state. And then they would perform, you know, whatever it is that they were doing, you know, for the specifics of the study to see if it made a difference. And they know, and they noticed that there was even muscle growth. Really? There was, yeah, there was muscle growth. I have to find the study, but it's because for we, once again, the ego, the personal conscious thinks that it is just the all, it thinks that it's just the cat's meow. And that if it's not it, then it's, you know, it's not real, but that's not how consciousness works. That's not how the psyche works at all the personal conscious, the ego is such a small part of the entire psyche in the entire lay of the land. It's more like, yeah, it's the land, but how much water is there compared to land? Like there's more water than land. There's yeah. more aspects of your psyche that are unconscious than um, that are conscious. Now, does that mean that the water is less real than the land? No, the water and the land are both, they're both very real. If you go out there in that water and don't know what you're doing, you can drown, Right. you know? Um, so they're both real. So from, conscious, from consciousness point of view, there's no difference between the waking state and the dream state. And this is, I know we're getting off topic, but I think it's a little interesting. So the, um, like my practices come from Tibetan Buddhism and the Buddha means the awakened one or someone who's awake. And what is this Buddha awake to? Well, they're awake to everything. So when a Buddha has a dream, normally those will all the time, those, if a Buddha probably doesn't even dream anymore. But if it did have a dream, it would be a lucid dream because the Buddha never goes to sleep. The Buddha is sleep. So there's even a story that the Buddha, the one that we um, refer to as Buddha Gautama, um, had a dream and he was in a dream state. And he, of course, it was a lucid dream. And he was doing something. And one of the dream characters asked him, are you a god? Mm. He said, no, I'm not a god. Because is he a god? No, he's not a god. It's like, are you a man? He's like no, I'm not a man because he's, you know, at the point of time, you know, he's not in the waking state. So he's not necessarily a man. He, he's not a guy. He said, what are you? He said, I'm awake. Mm. He's awake in the dream and he's awake, you know, in the waking state of consciousness. So from consciousness point of view, that's why they say, you know, in this tradition, there is no difference between a dream and the waking state. So a lot of times we hear these people say, oh, I'm woke, I'm awake. And, you know, what triggers me is these people will downplay other people for not being so woke or awake right. as they are. But if you're downplaying someone because they're not where you are, you're not as awake as you think that you are. Right. You just be, you know, because from consciousness point of view, once again, there's no difference between the waking state and the dream state. And what comes with that is compassion ultimate compassion because you know if someone is asleep quote unquote whether they're asleep in the waking state or the dream state say they're acting out or they're doing something negative or they're being mean they're doing it out of fear or they're doing it out of hurt because they are asleep and an awakened one knows what it feels like to be asleep it knows what it is like to be asleep so we have compassion for all sentient beings right um 
but back to dreaming. There's no difference <laughs> in the waking state. So all of the experiences are real and that's why we want to honor them. We don't want to dishonor them or dishonor them. Yes, this is so interesting. I'm glad this, I, this actually when we did, because we decided to do this like very spur of the moment. It was, I, it was. Yeah, I was watching your story and maybe that's just the divine timing because I, I saw your story. You're like, should I, oh, you're live, you know, yeah. live a lot. And so I try to pay attention to people who go live because I honestly like to support people. So I'll, yeah. once live, I try to pop in, leave some comments, leave some hearts, pay attention what's going on you know I think that's important for entrepreneurs and people who are out here doing their thing and we should we need to support one another so if I'm like even if I can only pop in for a second I'm gonna pop in and I'm gonna show up and show out right so same <laughs> yeah so when I saw you I was like oh okay and she's talking about dreaming she's gonna share a dream I was like come on let's share it let's do it <laughs> I was so nervous I was just so nervous today and I think like when you were talking about um, how like your subconscious, like how we have to honor the dream and your subconscious might not want you to be sharing those dreams. Yeah. Like I was just nervous, but it was a dream that just has, it had stuck with me for so long. Like after I had it, I thought about it literally that entire rest of that month. And even up until now, like to the point where I wrote it down, turned it into a story. And I have another dream, but I don't know how to interpret this one. I have, well, I have an aunt that passed a couple of years ago and, mm -hmm. um, I used to dream about her all the time after she passed. And every time I would see her in the dream, she would be happy. She would be friendly. She would be glowing. Um, and then I don't remember how long ago it was. I had a dream about her and she just was angry in the dream. And she was pointing at me in the dream and she was mad. And I woke up and I was like, why would she be mad at me? Like, and I felt like, <laughs> and I felt like she was still here. And I was just like, why is she upset with me? I didn't do anything to her. I don't understand what what the issue is and I was like I had to look at myself I was like Kendra you cannot be out here beefing with a spirit like <laughs> <laughs> and so that goes back to me saying that the dream speaks to us in metaphors so it's a very unlikely that your aunt is mad at you and it's so interesting <laughs> two things that come up for me here it's very unlikely that your aunt is mad at you because the dream is not your aunt it's it's an it, the metaphor that your mind is using because you're not paying attention to something. And after having a few dreams about your aunt, where she was very, very nice and sweet and the dream was trying to get you a message and you were clearly not getting it. Now it has to come a little bit stronger because you don't want to pay attention. So now it's going to come in blazing and yelling and pointing and screaming and hollering to get your attention. But the other thing that I find so interesting is what, as we do this as humans, we personify so many things, mm -hmm. but and sensations happen anger and emotions happen like that because we have bodies mm -hmm. and our emotions and our hormones and the chemicals and the uh, electrochemical reactions that are happening in our brain and our body stimulate these emotions and these sensations and then we apply a concept and so say you feel like heat like heat rising and then we say oh this heat rising means anger mm -hmm. but it have a body, then you don't have heat rising in your body. You don't have hormones. You don't have a brain. So you're not going to be angry. Yeah. And so it's so interesting, at least from my perspective, you know, because people will say, oh, God is angry with me or the divine is angry with me. Once again, as an aspect of consciousness, of all being, of the allness is compassion. Mm -hmm. And 
And it's an unconditional compassion, meaning that you don't have to do anything at all to receive this love or to see, receive this compassion. It's kind of like the metaphor of the mother and the father and the child that we use. The mother and the father, they love the child. And yes, the child may do something that they deem is inappropriate, but do they withdraw their love from the child? No, they still love the child. Right. So it's the same thing with the divine, except on a more massive, more grand level. The divine is that an aspect of the divine is this unconditional compassion, love, kindness, bliss. It cannot be removed from the divine because it is the divine. So the divine does not get mad. Humans get mad because humans are very conditional. Sentient beings get mad because sentient beings are very conditional. And as soon as they say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, but then you don't make them, you know, the sandwich they're sandwiched the right way that they like it, then they up yelling and screaming and hooping at home. Right. <laughs> you, you know, but the divine doesn't do that. And I, and from my personal belief, I don't think that anything that goes on in the spirit world, well, I wouldn't say anything, but lots of things, those benevolent spirits that are there for you that have learned their lessons, mm -hmm. they don't carry that karma over that it's been purified. Mm -hmm. So a being who has purified karma is not really gonna react that type of way. Right. Because they don't have a body. Right. They have a brain. They don't have hormones. They don't have they don't have those things. But we can interpret what they're doing as, you know, they're angry. You know, we have that ability, but I don't think that that necessarily means that they're angry per se. Yeah, it was so weird. I just have I have strange dreams, but now <laughs> now that I have these tools, like last night, my dream was that I ate all of the um, Butterfingers in my kids' Lunchables. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> but when you said the thing about how, like, maybe if you're on a diet and you're not eating sweets, you would dream about, like, you might associate. And so I'm not on a diet, but like, I have recently started trying to live a gluten-free lifestyle because um I do think that I have like some type of weird gluten intolerance and since I have not been eating gluten I have seen a lot of changes um and I, that's probably where it was because I'm finding out so many things have gluten and it. it's just weird <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah so just pay attention to those things um you know when you're ignoring something and it comes up in your dream it's it's, it's likely going to come up until you purify it then it won't come up anymore right wow this was so insightful Aaron. thank you so glad i love this as well we i definitely want to do a part two and we can continue talking a little bit more and dive deeper and i can talk about some other things if you have like dream questions then i can come back and oh uh, yeah we could definitely do that i'm sure by the time we get to the part two i'll be done had another dream but we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can focus in on this one because um this one has been one that has stuck with me. We're going on two months and this dream is still in my head. So, and cause I just been mainly because I won, I have not, I didn't even go to the dream dictionary for this one. Um, I, cause I was like, I don't even know how to put into perspective these things that happened in this dream to look them up in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was like, I, that one's just been, it's just been floating in my brain. Um, so I, when you said this, when, after watching the live on um, Instagram, I was like, oh, God, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, he did reach out. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know what, it must be meant for me to do this. And I think this will be a good episode. So let's do it. Let's okay. do it.
Yeah, because I can't get on here and like if I would have had to just get on here by myself and read them, I would have just read the dream and it would have been mm-hmm. that would have been it. I would have got off. I would have went in my room and like threw my face in the pillow. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> but since you have talked me through it and you have given me a lot of like insight to let me know that it's not necessarily about that person. It's about like the things and like the associations mm-hmm. and the correlations and all this good stuff. I'm just like, oh, wow. So now I'm probably going to spend like the last, the next hour trying to go through all of this stuff and figure out what this dream was actually about. And do all of your associations first, you know, do those, do those steps in order. So go through and do all of the associations for the entire dream, all of the images, then go through and do all of the correlations and then go through and make your interpretations. Uh, make your interpretation about the dream um, and then check that interpretation against, you know, the, the pieces of advice that I gave you. Okay. I will do that. This is exciting. Wow. So when you did your lucid dream workshop, I kept missing those lives. I remember, cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. one for sure. For sure. <laughs> and I kept missing those lives. Cause sometimes I like, I try to get on Instagram at the end of the day, but somehow like lately I'm just in my life. TikTok has just taken over. So I will get on TikTok quickly, which I follow you now on TikTok. So I see you quite often. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. What- Anyone who is interested, I host personal development workshops Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Higher Alignment, and Higher is spelled H-I-Y-E-R. It stands for the Holistic Inspiration for Your Empowerment and Revolution, and I do talk about things like dreaming, but I do give a lot of advice on how to shift your life and change your life, and my workshops, I always try to make sure that I'm giving tools and techniques just like this one here that people can use that day because I don't like going to seminars and it's just a lot of fluff and then I'm walking mm-hmm. away like oh wow what did what did I just do and did I learn anything you know um so come on over, you know you know where to find me if you are interested in dreaming or lucid dreaming or anything else personal development I am here to um to help you out yeah <laughs> thank you so much no. thank you so much for coming on oh my god I just hit my whole microphone I got too excited um and thank you for helping me to get these steps to interpreting these dreams I am sure that this has helped somebody out there listening so um y'all heard him drop all his handles if you would like to follow him please go follow him you should just go follow him because he's such a kind spirited person um and just go follow him good vibes all the time thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the hidden gems podcast it is me your host kendra you can find me on instagram at your host kendra twitter at your host kendra and tiktok at your host kendra um aaron and i will be coming back to do a part two so on the part two he might be doing his dreams or or a dream of his or um we might see what I found or maybe we might do both so it was a very interesting episode for me I gained a lot of insight and I hope you all gained a lot of insight as well because this was so cool for all of my friends who are into dreams out there um and all of this good stuff maybe you're into astrology also I'm very into astrology for anybody who knows me they know so oh also I don't think I made it public knowledge on my last episode but I did say it on twitter um, I will be releasing episodes every other Monday now. Um, 
I was able to release them every Monday before because I was 90% of my work week was at home. And so now that I am uh, back in the building full time, it is harder for me to kind of focus and concentrate and book guests and find time to record. So instead of my recording being done how it was being done before, it is having to be done on the weekends. So, um, every weekend is just not the weekend. So, <laughs> it will I, episodes will be coming out every other Monday. For those of you who are avid listeners and are wondering why I keep skipping Mondays, it's because I'm dropping them every other Monday. I'm still booking people. So, if you have anybody in your brain castle that you know or that you feel like would be a good guest to come on to the Hidden Gems podcast, um, just shoot me a DM on Instagram or on Twitter. I think they have DMs on Twitter or yeah, or even on TikTok, I guess. Um, but yeah, shoot me a message or leave their name under my comments. Or you can always go look at my, or on my fucking Instagram. It has my, um, email address. You can email me. I do like a couple of people do email, email me, but definitely don't feel afraid. Just take the leap. Like um, when I had Hey Tasha on, she literally just took a leap of faith, hopped in my inbox. If you have somebody who you think would be an interesting person for me to have on, uh, tell them to shoot me a message and we can get it set up. Other than that, I hope you all have a great week. Happy, excuse me, happy Monday. Cause this will come out on Monday. Happy Monday. Make sure you follow me and give me some likes. And also, if you have not already, leave me a rating or in a review on Apple Podcasts. There are a couple other Hidden Gems podcast names out there. So, um, leave me a rating and a review so people can see mine before they see theirs. Okay? All right. I'm doing the peace sign, but y'all can't see it. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next episode of the Hidden Gems podcast. <laughs>